Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shevska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on, get in! According to my good friends at Xfinity Mobile, it's noon on Monday, November 15th. And that means this is news that you can use from YAA. How are you doing this morning, Pops? Oh, my God. It's afternoon. I wish you'd get this stuff correct. It's (laughs) afternoon, and I am wired. (laughs) This is good. Um, Thank you, everyone who's here with us. My dad is wired. Here's the deal, Pops. It is a beautiful Monday. We had a lot of compelling news come out over the weekend, a lot of things that I feel like we should touch on. We're going to be talking about features that are no longer available in new cars. That's going to be coupled with our chip shortage update. We got brand new data on that. And I thought we could take a moment or two to talk about destination fees, man. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. That's what's going on there. Yes. The new manufacturer's hidden profit center. I mean, they've always been there, but like now more than ever before, it's it's really crazy what's going on. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. I, a, a new a new form of greed that is that is uh, uh, erupting in the automotive sector. You mean greed transcends just the dealership level? This is fascinating. Uh, also, yes. Shout out. Justice is here with us live on YouTube. Happy Monday, y'all. Again, we are on the Ray and Zach channel on YouTube. We're giving this a shot. All of our normal content videos and whatnot back on the YAA channel. Justice, not only are you the only one here out west, I think you're the only viewer here right now. So welcome. <laughs> it's good to do that. We're good to know that we're doing this for the three of us. <laughs> Bob, so let's kick things off. This article is back on the Join YAA website. New car features you won't get because of the chip shortage. We had some pretty honestly riveting to me news come from GM. They 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 were pretty surgical in this though. They announced it on Friday night. So this came out on the 12th, late at night, because the best yes. time to drop some big news is on Friday night. GM is no longer going to be putting heated and ventilated seats or and or heated steering wheels in their Chevrolet Colorado Blazer Equinox or GMC Canyon or Terrain and Chevy Silverados and Traverses and GMC Sierras and Acadias with the exception of the High Country trim and the Denali trim. GM is struggling, Pops. Well, I, I think, I think um, you know, GM is just the tip of the iceberg. Um, I, I would suggest that probably all the manufacturers are struggling um, with having to cut back some of the, what, what everyone would consider to be standard amenities in a vehicle. Uh, due to the microchip shortage. Uh, We have no real understanding of how all these microchips can impact so many different things within the vehicles. And I know early in the year, GMC went away, or GM went away from the digital uh, automatic temperature control where you would just set it to the temperature to... It's a manual control that just shows hot and cold, and, and you know, so you don't know exactly what you're setting it to. Um, but these are just little things that are impacted by the chip shortage that ultimately end up becoming big things for some people because I can't remember the last time a car was built that it didn't have 
heated seats. I mean, it's just standard operating procedure to have heated seats in your car. You know, kind of like having, I don't know, an ignition switch that turns the car on and off. Standard operating procedure. Definitely, Pops, definitely. And there are a bunch of other features that are currently missing from a bunch of brands. We're going to run through them here in just a second. But I got to take a moment here. Jeremy's here with us on Facebook Live. Melissa is here. Igor says, why the need for a new channel? Igor, management. Management said we got to put it on a different channel. So we're just following management's orders. Leon says um, not. Can quite. I say something? May I say, Igor? The management is on the left of my screen. Uh, the younger one of the two of us. So. Jordan says best channel better than cable. Thanks for being here, Jordan. Virginia Ashmore is here as well. Thank you. Eric is here. Um, we really appreciate everyone that is here. Jeremy says, what is Honda? What are Honda and Toyota doing? Let's run through the list, Ed. These are all of the currently known impacts on new vehicles as a result of the chip shortage. Okay. We had GM with their heated, ventilated seats and the heated steering wheels. We also have GM earlier this year. It was the Chevy Silverados, the 1500s, and the GMC Sierra 1500s, as well as the 2022 2500s and 3500 heavy-duty pickup trucks that lost wireless charging. Excuse me, that lost their HD radio. That was a $50 credit back to buyers if they no longer got their HD radio. And wireless charging was taken out of G GM products this year. The 2021 Chevy Tahoe Suburban and GMC Yukon SUVs, as well as the 2022 Buick Enclave Chevy Traverse and the Cadillac XT5 and XT6, all had their wireless charging pads removed. That is a $75 credit back to the customer. And as I have been known to say, they charge a hell of a lot more than $75 um, if, if you want to add that to a vehicle. Yeah, not only that, but it's also like kind of becoming more and more of a standard component of, of newer vehicles. But it is what it is. That's, that's the reality right now. Yes. And GM's woes did not end there, Dad. They also, earlier this year, on their um, Chevy Silverado 1500s and the GMC Sierra 1500s, they took out the auto stop start feature. Uh-huh. That was a $50 credit if you no longer got that. And on some 2021 Chevy Silverados and GMC Sierra models, there was no longer the cylinder deactivation system. This led to a one mile per gallon greater usage of fuel in those vehicles. And, you know, I, I when I went out to dinner with my dear friend Lee um, the last time, he said, don't you find it annoying, the stop-start deactivation system in your... And I go, honestly, I don't even notice it. It's just, it's just part and parcel of my car. Once you get used to it, you just don't notice it. And whether or not it really saves some gas, who the hell knows, because I don't drive enough, but... <laughs> But it, you know, I, if it does, great. And and literally, I, I, you drive my car. You probably drive my car more than I do. Do you notice it when you drive it? Yeah, the automatic stop start, of course. Yeah. 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 Okay. Do you but find I mean, it annoying? No, no, I, it doesn't bother me at all. But I think the 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 takeaway I have from this is that, and I'm seeing it in the chat a little bit here. Jordan's saying sounds like they are cutting non-essential features. No, that's exactly what's happening, and they're trying to do it in the most surgical way possible. But it's it's starting to impact some features that a lot of people really like. For example, heated seats. That's a big one. Or yes. quite frankly, what BMW just announced and what they're having to do. BMW is removing essentially a functioning touchscreen from their cars. Emphasis on the word touch. 
I mean, you can still use the screen through yes. the iDrive system in your new BMW 3 Series, 4 Series, Z4, or X5, X6, or X7, but the touch component of it won't work. I mean, that's, that's as you like to say sometimes, that that's knocking futz. Uh, it is, but I would also say this: there'll be there'll be less smudges on that screen now that nobody's touching it. <laughs> I mean, that's just you're paying a hundred thousand dollars for a BMW X7. You'd expect that you're going to be able to use it as you. I mean, and, and this is this is impacting vehicles that are currently being ordered. You know, like people put in orders for these cars, and now they're not coming with those features. Yes, and and how much of a credit do you get from BMW if if your car has a non-functioning? Uh, $500, $500 from BMW. Well, that, that seems more reasonable than some of the credits that GM's giving. The GM you. credits are a joke between, between yes, all of yeah. them. G GM yes. is struggling. G this could be, you heard it here first. This is 12.08 uh, p.m., Monday, November 15th. Someone mark it down. This could be, the I think, the end of GM is, I think, what we're starting to see over the next you know decade or so. But they're just, they're struggling mightily. Uh, yeah, they're, they're having some issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, they really, but really then are. again, you know, as big as they are, they they've been having issues for fifty years. <laughs> but pops, Rivian's bigger than them all of a sudden. So I, I well, in market capitalization, Porsche not immune to this as well. Earlier this spring, Porsche told its U.S. dealers that the eighteen-way adjustable seat option, which was part of a twenty-one hundred dollar upgrade plan on their Macan would no longer be delivered. So that meant manual seats and means manual seats in your Porsche Macan with the $2,100 option pack. Well, let me ask you a question. Does that really mean manual seats or might it only mean instead of an 18-way power seat that maybe it's a six-way or an eight-way power seat? So a more manual than you would have liked seat. How about that? Uh, how, yeah, sure. <laughs> 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 the electric steer steering column adjustment temporarily taken out of production. That is going to be retrofitted. They're currently being sent to customers with a manual steering column adjustment. Um, and once the electric version is back, it will be brought back supposedly and somehow retrofitted. I'm fascinated. Yeah. And one more pops Tesla. Tesla is fantastic in the sense that they didn't announce that they were doing these things. <laughs> Cars just started showing up without USB-C ports and also without lumbar support um, uh, for the passenger side of the vehicle. That's in the midst of increasing their MSRP by upwards of 20% in the past year. It's just kind of how they do business. It is what it is. Yes. Yes. I, I, I will reserve all comments on Tesla because people think I do nothing but bash Tesla. Free Believe says, I pulled the trigger today and sold my 2020 Jeep Cherokee Trailhawk to car for $8,600. i am rounding that up. For nearly $9,000 more than I paid for it this past April. Oh, my God. That's just, that's insanity. No, Pops, Pops, you know what it is? Uh, show me the money. Show me the money. <laughs> show me the money. <laughs> That's knuck and futz too. This is oh my God. that's that's more than the standard and pours has gone up this year. A hundred percent. That's more than yeah. And it kind of also feeds directly into dad the chip shortage update. Okay. Uh, yes. Oh, Igor says I just posted two recalls on the on Tesla happening now back on the YAA community forum. We'll have to go take a peek at yes. that. Also, there Nitsa is really up on Tesla to figure out this whole autopilot thing because of the recent accidents. So. We'll be maybe, talking more about Tesla in the future. Maybe their autopilot thing isn't. Uh, you got to be careful, man. 
you gotta be careful just in the sense you don't want to totally like ostracize our brand. I'm not I'm just saying maybe maybe it's not all that it's cracked up to be. Maybe maybe we're trying to allow computers to do more than we as humans should do. So if you're updated. if this is a moving vehicle, it should be piloted by a human being and not uh, uh, AI or machine learning or any of that. It should be always under the control of the human that is riding and driving that vehicle. You know, nobody needs to be working on their computer while they're driving. Sorry. I disagree, but that's fine. That's of course good. you do. You're a millennial. It's fine. It's all good. It's all good. Okay. All right. Let's change gears, though. I want to talk about chip shortage update, Dad. We got the latest data from Auto Forecast Solutions. If you remember last week, we and I'll put it in the chat here in case anyone wants to look. So, so we've been tracking week over week what the projected total number of vehicles lost is. Yes. Okay? And it was back in September where we had some huge increases. Like yes. week over week, the projection shot up over half a million vehicles lost or a quarter of a million vehicles lost. Well, unfortunately, after seeing back-to-back -back weeks of relatively small increases to the estimated overall projection of vehicles lost, 40,000 back on November 1st, 19,000 back on November 8th, the projection increase pops this week. Is that, I, it's, it, it looks like small print to me, but does that say 261,000? So unfortunately, that's the third highest mark for week over week increases on the chip shortage front for the overall expectation expected um, uh, uh, projection. That's that's concerning because we thought we were seeing some positive movement there. Uh, and if if I might, I believe that the vast majority was uh, impacting Chinese production and Southeast Asian production. Correct. Um, yep. But but then the rest would 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 be uh, shared between Europe and uh, and North America. Yep. But either exactly. way, it's still it's still a a sizable increase over the previous two weeks. And it's a bit indicative of kind of the the fluid how fluid the situation is. Yes. Like, I mean, Toyota came out and said, "Hey, we're we're beyond this. December, we're going to put out the most vehicles we've ever produced." Like. 800,000 or something like that when they've never produced 800,000 vehicles in a month before, which well, is not good in December, not in December, it, excuse me. Yes. Which is good and all, but then you see news like this where the latest data just kind of points to eh, not so fast. And honestly, we were looking at the day's supply of inventory very recently as well. It's the lowest it's ever been before. I mean, just so that's the chip shortage update. We thought maybe three weeks would make a trend, but we didn't even have to speculate on that because the numbers went in the wrong We didn't direction. make it three weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got Justin Oates here in the chat. Pops, let's see if we can help him out real quick. 755 credit score, 2005 Accord with 182,000 miles. I drive nearly 500 miles a week for work, just to and from, looking for something newer and some help not getting ripped off. Any suggestions for Justin, Pops? Um, and here, well, here, Sally literally gave it to you, so you don't have to. Here, just read what's Say, on. hey, Justin, head over to the YAA community, you'll find a lot of help there. Okay, and 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 then you also need to narrow down what what, what it is that you think you might want to get. Um, but you should be in a, in a good position, at least credit score wise, to get decent rates. And uh, you know, I don't know that you'll get a lot for your 16 year old accord, but. 
you'll get something. You'll get more than you would have a year ago. Exactly. <laughs> Excuse me. It's okay, Pops. It's okay. All right. Here's what I'd like to do next, Dad. Did you see this article on Automotive News? Uh, it depends which article you're referring to. <laughs> the one that I then rewrote to put on the YAA website. The non-negotiable destination charge is increasing rapidly. This I did see that article. I even read that article. This comes by way of Consumer Reports, uh, Edmonds, and Automotive News. And then we tossed it up on the website with our interpretation of everything. Dad, destination charges. Can you first and foremost explain what they are? And then can we explain to our audience and everyone listening after the fact what the heck is going on here? Okay. Well, destination charges are are what the manufacturer charges the consumers and the dealerships to transport the vehicles from wherever they're built to wherever that dealership is located. So if you're a Detroit dealer and you get a vehicle that was built in Detroit, uh, you would think your destination charges should be, well, next to nothing. However, they cost average, allegedly, what what the cost is to get it to wherever they have to send the car so that all the dealers and all the consumers pay the same for the destination charges. So if you're a dealer in Detroit, you pay the same as, say, the dealer in Anchorage, Alaska. Um, if you're in, in um, uh, where is it, Mexico, where they're building the cars, and you're a dealer in in Texas or in Arizona, where it should be cheaper to get the car to you, well, guess what? You're paying the same as that dealer in Bangor, Maine. It doesn't matter. They they cost average it and they equal it out. So everybody pays the same um, based on what the average transportation costs would be. Okay. And just to be clear, Yes. The destination charge has been, and the article said it pretty explicitly, has been known in the industry as a hidden profit center for the manufacturer. Like it is this black box. No one knows how the rates are calculated. And the issue that Consumer Reports and Edmonds brought up is that the destination charge has increased at three times the rate of inflation over the past three years. Yes. So we've got Leon saying in the chat, blame it on the trucker shortage. Possibly, but it's also a great place for a manufacturer to just say, hey, we're going to make some more money. And your example of Michigan is is a, a perfect one because the Jeep Grand Wagoneer, Stellantis is, is the most criminal uh, yes. for how they've increased their destination charges over the past decade. The Jeep Grand Wagoneer is produced in Michigan. It has an over $2,000 destination charge associated with it. So you can't even, I mean, there's just no real... There's no good kosher way to explain how we're charging that much. And there are three active lawsuits right now, class action lawsuits against GM, Ford, and Stellantis um, for their deceptive delivery and destination fees. And it's just Well, the fees aren't deceptive. What's deceptive is kind of like a hotel. They list the price of the room where they list the MSRP, the base MSRP of the car, not including destination, or if it's a hotel, not including the resort charge. And there are those who think that the more appropriate way to do it 
would be to list the MSRP, including the destination charge, because that is part and parcel of what you are going to be charged for the vehicle. Much like at a hotel, if if the room is $90 and the resort fee is $45, you're not really getting the room for $90. You're getting the room for $135. So it, it would be nice if there was transparency in what the real pricing is. So it starts with the, with the manufacturers listing the, the base price, not including the, the transportation or the destination charges. And it's it's just wrong. It's 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 almost like the movie uh, A Few Good Men, where Jack Nicholson says when he's on the stand, "You want the truth? You can't handle the truth." Well, I'm convinced as consumers, we could handle the truth. Give us the real damn price. If the hotel room's really $135 with the resort fee, then that's the price of the hotel room. If the MSRP is is $49,975 with the destination fee, then tell us that. Don't tell us it's $49,000. And let us guess that we have to add $975. It's part and parcel of the cost. We can handle the damn truth. And the issue is that um, the advertised price never actually includes that destination fee. And no. it's, what's happening is more and more frequently with the fee going up. So, for example, just to give you some context here, let's run through it really quickly. Destination charges have increased an average of 90% for Chrysler, Dodge, and Jeep from 2011 to 2020, 74% for Ram over that same period of time. And Fiat's destination charge has increased 114% since 2012. And like, they don't even sell any Fiat's to begin with. So it's just like, yeah. Did they ever think maybe that had something to do with it? I mean, possibly. <laughs> so it's just nuts. Thanks to Edmonds and Consumer Reports for doing the research there. It's another thing that as, as, as folks that want to see this industry be more transparent and you think, oh, it's the dealers, the dealers just don't do it. The dealers just don't. It's not just the dealers. It's it starts all the way with the OEMs. Yes. They're putting, like, they have this built-in hidden profit. And it's nuts because we see it in some of the, uh, like Toyota, for example, they had awesome quarterly earnings. How? I don't know. I guess they're making even more money from, from the fact that their destination fees, let me pull up. Uh, Toyota's destination fees are up 15%. You know, in well, the past you know, truth be told, destination fees really are, are not that much different than dealer dock fees. And what I mean by that is that it just becomes a hidden profit center. And so if on every Jeep Wagoneer, you can charge $2,000 in destination or transportation charges to get it to the dealer. And let's say it really costs them $750. Well, suddenly there's an extra $1,250 in profit to Stellantis. And just like when a dealer charges $500 in a dock fee, well, that's $500 in profit to the dealer. So it's, it, it, it just, it, it just, just make the price what the price is. Tell us what the damn price is. Don't make us play games to get the price. Um, it, it just shouldn't be that way. And 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 states should legislate against it. They should require that that dealers advertise price includes destination and handling because it is part and parcel of the vehicle. You can't advertise it without that. Yep. It's just. 
it's 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 a it's a form of legalized fraud at this yeah. point. Yeah, totally is, totally is. Pops, yes. we've, got, we've got Paul Tracy in the chat. You guys have inspired me to sell VSCs for 10 bucks over cost. Would you help me help people by promoting me, even if it means you will may be I say 490 something? bucks? May, may yeah. I say something, Zach? Paul is Tim, okay? <laughs> it's He's the same person. He's just going by a different name now, okay? Stop. Stop with Paul. Stop with Tim. I didn't know you that. Know, I didn't know yeah, that. I mean, you know, Tim, if you hate us that much, then then just go find somebody else to troll. Go find somebody else to hate. Okay? Um, I'm sure at your dealership, you're making money when you sell stuff. Uh, I don't know why we wouldn't be entitled to make money when we sell stuff. And we're not necessarily saying to people, you should buy it from us. We're saying to people, here's a way for you to get a quote. And if you want, you can either buy it from us or use that to get a better price from the dealer that's trying to sell it to you. And if you hate us for that, Paul and Tim, that's (laughs) your own damn problem. Um, Okay. Luke says... Ray, from your experience, what is the typical profit margin on destination fees? So to the dealer, is there a built-in margin no, on the invoice? No, the no. dealer gets charged the same as as the as the consumer. But so there's the no profit margin for the dealer on it. And and I have no idea exactly what the profit margin would be for the manufacturers. But when you're shipping as many cars as they are, I am sure they have negotiated a pretty damn good price. Um, you know, and, and if the destination charge for their cost purposes is maybe half. I don't know. Maybe it's three quarters of what it is, but there is a profit built into that for the manufacturer. What that exact profit is, I don't know. Yep, yep, yep. All right, we've got um, Tatcha over here on Twitch. I can understand the cost going up, but I don't understand how it's the same cost regardless of transportation distance. I, I wonder why that is. That was one of the questions that was posed in the automotive news article. Yeah, and again, black box should be regulated. It is what it is. Let's switch gears, Pops. Let's end today off with our favorite segment. Really? You You gotta gotta be be kidding kidding me. All right. So this was sent to me via Instagram direct message. We're going to zoom in on it. You guys really want to see some greed? Check out this dealer markup on the new Chevy Z06. Speculated starting price of the MSRP is $87,000. Hi, Brennan. I can let you know when we can order the first. Our store is going to be selling all the new Z06s at over $200,000. No, at $2,000 over MSRP. Not $2,000, $200,000. over MSRP. Now, to be fair... To be yes. fair, we've got some comments here in the chat. Someone says that this dealership got hacked. I asked them for a source. So I don't know if this is legitimate. It was it was sent into us. It seemed like it was legit. That's nuts. I hope that no dealership is marking up a vehicle 300% over MSRP. We saw some G-Wagons with six-figure additional dealer markup. Mm-hmm. Can you even imagine a $200,000 additional dealer markup? That's insane. Well, I, I wouldn't say that's greed. That would be screed, which would be super greed. <laughs> that's next level. It's absolutely um, next level. You, you know, and, and, and honestly, I, I won't say that, you know, it's right or wrong because if somebody's willing to pay it, then it's right for them to do it. It's, it is. Yeah, it what is, are, you, what are me, you talking let, about? Let me finish. This is an example of capitalism 
at its finest. Okay, this is the way capitalism is 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 supposed to work. There's supposed to be supply and demand, and if you have limited supply and yet there's demand and you can make more, you, it's okay to ask for that. Now, if you're asking me, would I do that? No, I would not. I feel like you're talking out both sides of your mouth. Though, I, we maybe I am. Because we were on a stream on Saturday night, or although every other stream, you you're like, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. And you literally it is, but but fine. it's but it's also the way that that capitalism is is meant to work. If there's somebody that that's willing to pay it, then is it really greed that somebody that's willing to pay it is thankful? You're confusing me though. You literally just called it super greed, and now you're saying that it's not greed. It it I wouldn't do it. Okay, if it was my dealership, I wouldn't do it. But if you want to look at capitalism, the way it's designed to work, it's working the way capitalism is supposed to work. But I, I wouldn't do it. I mean, do I think it's wrong? Yeah, personally, I do. But, you know, what can I tell you? If there's somebody out there that's stupid enough to pay the 200000 over MSRP for it, then God bless them. Wow. All right. Change of gears from you, but that's a okay. Thank you to everyone who has joined us. We're on the Ray and Zach channel. So we really appreciate you being here. Um, always fun. Honestly, can't believe how many of you joined us. So thank you so much for that. The podcast is available on Spotify and Apple podcasts, daily news. You can use just search for it there. We appreciate any reviews that you leave there as well, or comments. If you have suggestions for us in the show, let us know in the chat, let us know in the comments and uh, subscribe to the channel. We post all sorts of other fun stuff here. Um, and look forward to seeing you for the next one. What time are we on tomorrow, Dad? Uh, I believe it could be noon. Uh, noon Eastern, 9 West, um, uh, at Monday through Friday. And uh, there you have it. I, I know um, I've got it booked out on my calendar. Sounds good, Pops. I'll see you then. Okie doke. Thanks so much, Handsome. Thanks, everyone. See you guys. Bye-bye. Join us again next time, which is probably tomorrow, to get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon.